This is episode 44 of Essential Oils by Design. Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Roz Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. And today you have just me. Nani is a little bit under the weather, so we've decided to hold over on what we were going to speak about. And today we are talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and something that I've been really working on in recent times. We're going to talk about how to love your emotional wave and why you should love your emotional wave. And before I go any further, I want to say, if you're emotionally open or undefined, please don't leave. Please stay. Please listen for a couple of reasons. One is that I do make reference in the podcast to people who are open emotionally. And I do talk about what's going on for them. So for that alone, it's worth listening. But also, and perhaps even more importantly, when you can understand how emotionally defined people make their best decisions. It will help you to understand them and perhaps to help them. Everyone knows people who are emotionally defined because 51% of the population are. So if it's not in your immediate family, if it's not your kids or your partners or your parents or your best friends, it's going to be some people around you who will be emotionally defined and understanding how they best make decisions makes your life a whole lot easier. It makes you able to understand and appreciate what's going on for them and potentially it allows you to help them in their process. I also need to tell you that I did refer to the fact that I speak about in the podcast for a good reason, because I have actually already recorded the podcast. And the reason that I'm doing this little segment is because the audio quality isn't quite up to our normal standard. So I wanted to apologize for that in advance and let you know that when we click over to the actual podcast, it's going to be not quite as clear. You're still absolutely able to understand it no problems there, I shouldn't think. But just bear in mind that I forgot to click a little button. And you know what, I think the way the podcast came out was really good. So I'm really sorry about that. But hopefully you can bear with the poor quality audio. Anyway, that's enough for me this time around. And here's some more of me. So this podcast is going to be for everyone whether you're emotionally defined or emotionally open. But what I want to say to those of you who are emotionally defined is that this podcast is going to help you to fall in love with your emotional wave. I know the emotional wave literally has its highs and its lows 
And those are things that you really need to learn to work with. But that's not what this particular podcast is about. What I want you to do is I want you to learn to love your emotional wave and the wisdom that it brings you and the way that it has your best interest at heart and how it looks after you. What I really wanted to talk about specifically today was this whole concept of people with a defined emotions center needing to wait for clarity around the decisions that they make. And this is for all of the types, obviously, except for the reflector, because the reflector is always going to have an open emotion center. Whether you're a manifester, whether you're a projector, a generator or a manifesting generator, if you have emotional definition, making decisions in the moment is fraught with danger. Not to put too fine a point on it, not to start a panic, but you're not designed to make decisions in the moment. And many of you will will know that because you understand that much about human design or you'll just know it because that's always been the way that you've made your best decisions. And I really hope that there's at least an element of the latter, the fact that you just have this innate knowing that you are meant to sleep on things, you're meant to take your time making decisions. But sometimes it doesn't matter how tuned into our innate knowing we are, sometimes we can let the shoulds or societal norms take over and force us to make decisions quickly under certain circumstances. And I've got to say, I don't really think there are too many circumstances in a emotionally defined person's life that really benefit from waiting. There might be some really strong intuitive hits that you get that that keep you safe. What I'm talking about here are decisions like spending large amounts of money. And when I say large amounts of money, I mean money that you can't afford to waste. You know, if you're flush and you can afford to waste $500, then go for it if you want to try it as an experiment. You know, if you can afford to waste go for it. I mean, a lot of us can just see whether or not this is really true. But I'm talking about an amount of money that you can't afford to waste. If you decided to gamble on something and you were gambling in a healthy way, is there such a thing as healthy gambling? I don't want to get into a political conversation about gambling, but you know, there's a saying that says never gamble more money than you can afford to lose. And I think you could even pull it back a bit when it comes to making decisions using your emotional authority. So don't make decisions around spending money, around any kind of money-based decisions that involve an amount of money that you can't afford to waste, lose, you know, blow off. Money is one thing, relationships is another thing. Very, very important that we use our emotional wave correctly if we have one when it comes to committing to relationships, getting involved in relationships at any level. Career, jobs, really important that we wait through our emotional wave. If we're offered a job and we're emotionally defined, 
we need to be sitting with it for quite a while, unless it's a situation where you've already been sitting with the idea of getting that particular job in that particular place with those particular people and it's felt good to you all the way through you know if, if you're a generator type your sacral said yes all the way through or if you're a projector or a manifester you're using your particular authority and it's felt good all the way through then by all means if you're made a job offer and it still feels good accept it but if it's not something that you've given a lot of thought to in the past or sat with, if you've applied for a job that's come up and you don't know much about it, it's not something that's been on your radar for any period of time and you've found yourself in a job interview and then you've found yourself being offered the position, you need to say to them, thank you, I'll confirm with you tomorrow. Now, that might sound a bit of a strange thing to say when you know, they're offering you a job and it's like you should be bowing down to them. But the fact of the matter is, if you accept this role, there's a good chance that it's not going to be the right one. And you really need to at least sleep on it. Sometimes if you can be given a couple of days, that's a really great thing to do. And what we say is, when you say to the person offering you the role, thank you, I really am grateful for this job offer. Can you please give me 24 hours and I'll come back to you? If the job is meant for you, then they will accept that as being perfectly normal. They won't even think twice about it. They'll say, yeah, fine. If they put you under pressure to answer on the spot, then there's a fair chance that it's not going to be right, that you're not going to be happy there or you know, that the trajectory of your life path isn't necessarily on that particular track. And you might find that things slow down for you a little bit if you do accept that role. If, I mean, I don't want to get into the politics or the ethics, but you know, if they force you into a corner and say, well, you must make a decision, I suppose you can always say yes and then sleep on it, but know that the next day you might wake up and feel that it's the wrong thing. And I urge you, I urge you to listen to the way that your body feels, you know, the, the information that your body is giving you about whether or not the decision is correct. So I went into a fair amount of detail there about a job scenario, but you know, with a, with a relationship, take it slowly. We're actually designed to take relationships slowly. I know that in this day and age, that might not be the norm, but we really are. We're designed to take relationships slowly and to feel into them and to see where they take us and, and to wait for clarity to come before we know that we're in the right place. That's not to say that you, know, you don't learn a lot from the relationships along the way. Just don't give yourself over to a relationship until you've reached that state of emotional clarity. And for those of you who are undefined in the emotions energy center, understand that about your potential partner if they are emotionally defined, that they need time and trust in the idea that if they do go in full tilt, and it's not right for them because they didn't wait long enough, it's not going to be right for you either. 
and I know it's all easy to be smart in retrospect, isn't it? But this is this is kind of a gift for you to save perhaps some potential heartache. If you've got somebody who's emotionally defined and they're taking their time in committing to you, go with it, allow it. I promise you it will be the best outcome. Either, yeah, it's going to work or no, it's not going to work. But whatever comes out of it is going to be correct. So bear that in mind. When it comes to spending money, when it comes to buying a house or buying a car or buying a course, you know, an expensive course or an expensive outfit, when it comes to spending an amount of money that you can't afford to fling up against the wall and risk not getting a return on, then you need to wait through your emotional wave. And if you're worried about it not being there for you by the time you've reached clarity, and it's not, then it never was something that was for you. I often use the example, and I might have even used it once before in the podcast, so forgive me for repeating myself if I am, but if you walk past a shop and you see a cute little black dress in the window and you think, oh my gosh, that looks great. I think I might go and try it on and buy it. And you go into the shop and you try it on and you think, hmm, that's okay. That cycle says yes or body says yes, depending on, on what type you are. Then you get it home. There's a good chance that the next day you're going to think, why did I buy that? Or worse still, it'll hang in your wardrobe, never worn. It'll just sit there and it will never get worn. And it doesn't matter whether it was $500 or $20. If you don't wait through your emotional way to see if you really want it, then it's risky business. I think it's a really interesting exercise when you're emotionally defined. And you know, <laughs> this probably speaks volumes about me, but when you go shopping and you know, some days you go shopping and everything you look at you love other days you go and you can't find a damn thing it's usually the days when you really need to buy something that you can't find anything which i think in itself is quite interesting but there'll be days when you go shopping and you'll be wandering around and you'll see all of these amazing clothes now i'm speaking to you as an emotionally defined person so this is how it plays out for me I will go and I'll try things on, I'll look at things, I'll love them, I'll say, oh, that's a good price, that's really good. And I'll come away sort of full of amazing ideas and inspiration, but I won't buy anything and I'll sleep on it. And the next day, or even a couple of days later, it'll be the things that I can't stop thinking about that I know are right for me that I know I should go back and buy. Sometimes, sometimes nothing stays with me. Sometimes I could have gone and blown a couple of thousand dollars on clothes quite easily. And three days later, I can't remember any of the clothes or I don't have any strong feelings towards any of the clothes. So I know it's quite a specific example but it's one that you can apply if you're emotionally defined to basically any aspect of your life if you can't think of what it is that you were thinking of buying or doing and when I say thinking it's because something's shown up in, in my external reality or it's because it feels good in the body depending on what type you are if you can't 
actually remember it or it doesn't you know, spark that joy in you that it sparked on the first day that you saw it, then whew, crisis averted. I mean, you've saved yourself a bundle of money or time or whatever it happens to be. And it's a far more sustainable outcome because you're not wasting resources. It's a win-win all around. Another thing that I really want to talk about with the emotional definition, and once again, if you're not emotionally defined, it's just a really good thing to understand about people who are, is when it comes to answering emails, answering phone messages, answering texts, you know, we live in this crazy 24-7 availability situation these days. And we all feel like we've got to get back to the person straight away or we'll lose business or we'll lose face. They'll think that we're ignoring them. The fact of the matter is when you're emotionally defined, you're not designed to answer an email as soon as it comes in. You're not designed to get back to somebody as soon as they call you, especially if they've left you a message. I think it's one of the greatest things for emotionally defined people is you know, leaving a message and knowing what the message is about. Because what happens when you allow your emotional wave to process what you're being asked to, I'll use the word respond, but it's not necessarily just for generators here what you're being asked to respond to, the email that you're being asked to reply to or invited to reply to, or you know you should reply to it. There's that nasty word should, but when you have this email sitting there and you've read it and then you move on to the next thing, if you wait for the next day or the next couple of days, what magically happens, I call it magic, but what magically happens is the correct answer comes to you the correct response once again not in the generator sense the correct response just magically comes to you if you answer in the moment and you are emotionally defined what can happen is you can send off something that makes no sense you can send off something that doesn't give the full answer you can send off something that's simply incorrect for you you know, it might, you might just be giving them the wrong answer. But if you wait, when you're emotionally defined, if you wait 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe even longer. I find mostly from my own perspective with emails and things like that, mostly it's, you know, 24 to 48 hours. And all of a sudden, I'm able to answer that particular email with the correct answer, with the answer that's correct for me. But more importantly, I think the answer that's correct for the other person, they really, that, you know, they get the benefit of the wisdom of my emotional wave. There is a lot of wisdom in the emotional wave, but very often we don't get to use it because we don't allow it. So when you're emotionally defined, you can let other people know, I'm emotionally defined. I take a little while to get back to you on things. Please understand that about me. Or you can not say anything at all because there is this kind of understanding between your energy and the person that you're communicating with energy about the fact that it is going to take a little while. They don't expect an immediate answer from somebody who's emotionally defined. 
it's once again it's kind of magic but it's just energy it's your energy communicating with other energy and it's amazing how it works so i really want you to understand that once you come to terms with this waiting part so you know 91% of us, in fact, 95, 96% of us are actually designed to wait. And I'm including the four and a half percent of the 9% of manifestors who are emotionally defined. So if you're an emotionally defined manifestor, you're designed to wait. Of course, if you're a projector or a reflector or a generator or a manifesting generator, you're designed to wait for something anyway, whether it be something in your external reality an invitation or a lunar cycle, it doesn't really matter what it is. You're designed to wait in that response. But now I'm talking about the waiting through your emotional wait. Well, more waiting. But honestly, once you begin to understand how this works, it's life changing. It makes everything so much easier. It makes the getting back to people so much easier because the answer miraculously appears for you. It makes the decision-making process so much clearer. And yes, of course, we follow our, our strategy when it comes to making decisions. But when you are emotionally defined, you are here to wait until you get clarity until you get that beautiful yummy delicious feeling of yes I know this is right for me there are some people who say that that feeling never really comes or that we're never really sure that we're experiencing that and I hope that's not the case for you if you're emotionally defined because I really strongly believe that if you wait correctly and you are following your strategy correctly, then you will feel clarity. There's no question about it. You will feel clarity, but you need to do the following of the strategy part correctly in the first place. Okay, that's where the, the wiggy bits come in. If you're not following your strategy correctly, if you're doing something that doesn't feel good to you, that doesn't feel correct to you, then it's not ever going to be right. doesn't matter how long you wait for your emotional wave to come good. It's never going to feel right. But actually, that's not entirely true. Sometimes the timing's not right. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's a matter of timing and sometimes you have to put it down, park it, move away and then come back later on when, it, when the timing is right. But the point I'm trying to make is that if you're making your decisions correctly according to your strategy and you're waiting through your emotional wave if you're emotionally defined until you get the clarity that you need to know that this is the right thing for you to do, then you're making the right decision and you'll feel good about it. There won't be any, oh, I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do. Strategy is everything. Strategy is everything, whether you're emotionally defined or not. Now, let's just talk for a few minutes about what it means to be emotionally undefined, emotionally open. You are designed to have your truth 
in the moment. So if you need to make a decision and you use your strategy correctly, and if you're unclear on strategy, go back and listen to episode three of the podcast. And we talk about each of the five types and their strategy. If you're unclear about your strategy, make sure that you've got that nailed. I cannot even begin to tell you, and I know Nani and I refer to this a lot, but I'm going to say it again. I can't even begin to tell you how important your strategy is in getting life right. Your strategy won't let you down. Following your strategy won't let you down. Following your strategy is your compass. It will guide you to where you need to be if you follow your strategy. So make sure that you fully understand your strategy. For what it's worth, I've got some videos on my YouTube channel, which is Ros Isbell Find Your Natural Groove. If you go onto YouTube and search that, you will find some videos for each of the types where I talk about the strategy in a fair amount of detail. If you really want to understand your strategy, find out exactly what it is and journal on it, meditate on it, think about it, use that brain, use, use that head and ajna that you've got access to, to process what it actually means to use that particular strategy of yours really start to embody it. It does take time. I'm not going to lie. It does take time to really fully come to terms with your strategy. But if I can speed up the process for you in any way by telling you how important it is, then I've done my job. And I know that I've really rabbited on about strategy and this is supposed to be about using your emotional definition. But you know, it has to be said. Because it's the most important thing. If you're following your strategy right, you'll be fine. You'll be fine whether you're emotionally defined or not emotionally defined. What we're talking about is if you're not emotionally defined, then using your strategy will take you to the place where you know your truth. Your truth is available to you in the moment. The fact that you don't have your own emotional wave means that you have access to the truth right now. But if you have emotional definition, you need to wait through your wave. Otherwise, you risk wasting time, money, and perhaps even more importantly, energy. And none of us have got energy to waste. We've all got energy to use. Even those of us that don't have cycles, we need to use the energy that we have properly. So some essential oil suggestions for working with the emotional way. Those of you who've listened to me before know that I love the doTERRA blend called Elevation. I think it is incredible for helping when you are feeling emotionally low and helping you to kind of come more into balance with what's going on for you emotionally. Another one that I absolutely love, and it is another blend, is called Intune. Intune is just this incredible blend. It's the Focus Blend, doTERRA's Focus Blend. And what it will do for you is it will help to bring you, pardon the pun, in tune with your emotional wave. 
and where you are at with your emotional weight. I think it's one of the most powerful blends that doTERRA make. I think it's one of the most powerful blends for pretty much everybody who's emotionally defined, who's got bright, shiny object syndrome, and that's a lot of us I know, you know, who might have the gate 34 hanging, who might have the gate 52 hanging on its own and find difficulty in focusing. I just think it's an amazing essential oil blend to help to bring you in to balance. <laughs> I'm trying not to use that word, but into balance once again with with your emotional wave, where you're at, what's happening for you, and the point at which you have reached clarity. And there's a few others that you could really use to help you to find the clarity, to help you recognize when the clarity has arrived. Lemon oil is always a great one for clarity. Another really beautiful oil is clary sage. Clary sage is fantastic for getting clear on things and so it's really good for you know moving through that emotional wave the process of moving through that emotional wave another one is frankincense and we say what isn't frankincense good for but frankincense is brilliant for helping you to achieve mental clarity so there's a few for you my favorite is in tune not everyone loves the smell of it. I actually happen to really like it. But if you can put up with it, even if you roll it on the soles of your feet, if you don't particularly like the smell, you'll still gain the benefits from it. Have a go at using those essential oils and let them support you in coming to terms with and growing to love your emotional wave. I hope that has been helpful for you. I hope it's been helpful to those of you who are not emotionally defined in explaining how this emotional wave works. And I hope that it's fed up the process for those of you who are emotionally defined. You haven't quite gotten a hold on how to wrangle it and how to use it. I really urge you, if you're emotionally defined, to learn to fall in love with your emotional wave. So that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope it's been helpful for you. If you are interested in finding out more about what it is that Nani and I do, you can go to either of our websites. We both have human design businesses and resources for understanding more about your human design. And we also both have essential oils businesses. You can find Nani at humandesigntools.com. And you can find me at findyournaturalgroove.com and we would absolutely love to help you out. If you haven't already, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. The reason for that is because the more reviews a podcast has on iTunes, hopefully good reviews, hopefully five-star reviews, but the more reviews that a podcast gets on iTunes, the more iTunes allows other people to see it, brings it to other people's attention. And this is why Nani and I do these podcasts. We do them so that we can reach more people with this incredible information on human design and on essential oils 
so that we can make change in the world because there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment that people are having difficulty coping with. And human design specifically and essential oils can help support us through these hard times. And the more of us who feel supported, the more of us who find navigating these times easier because we have a greater sense of who we are and what we are here to do and how we operate and how we best make decisions. The more of us that understand that, the sooner we are all going to be in a much better place. So (laughs) it might be a funny way of putting it, but if you can leave us a review and more people can find out about this information by you doing that, then you'll be doing your bit to make the world a better place. Okay. Thank you so much. If you have already left us a review, we so appreciate it. And thank you if you are about to do it. And thank you if you've just done it. We will talk to you again very soon. Bye for now.